Once you come up with that number and you hit it, which I did, guess what I wanted to do as soon as I hit it? I wanted to triple it again. And so it became this game of saying, okay, when is enough enough? And so I came up with this definition that enough is enough when the bandwidth that you have, when work is eroding the bandwidth that you have to get to the things you want to get to in life. In other words, you're just working so much that you keep saying, I'll get to this thing. I'll do this thing. I'll spend time with the wife. I'll take the trip. I'll take the summers off. And so I looked at it and I started like reverse engineering everything. And I said, okay, well, what do I really want? Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Y'all, today's episode is such a gift, such a treat. I have been anxiously, honestly, selfishly, anxiously awaiting this episode to record this episode with Rob Murgatroyd. We have been connected through mutual friends for years. I don't know Rob, but I listened to him on a friend of mine's podcast and knew immediately that I needed to be connected to have him on today's episode. He talks about everything I stand for. I agree with deciding it's your turn, getting clear and becoming obsessed with what you want in life and figuring out how to get it. Rob, he's going to tell you his story. I want you to please share this podcast with someone, especially the guys in your life. I know that I was very selfishly listening to this for my husband and people in my family. Rob gives you exactly what you need to get so clear on creating a life that you are obsessed with. Yes, we're going to talk about some of the business on how to actually do it, but I really want you to pay attention because Rob has literally created a life that he is obsessed with and he's had to make some very hard decisions and he's had to get very clear. You guys are going to be obsessed with today's episode. I cannot tell Rob how thankful I am that he took the time to be on the show. Please, please, please share this with a friend and definitely stay tuned to the end of the episode where Rob tells you something that he is doing right now that is literally proof of exactly what we're talking about, how when you are so in alignment and figure out exactly what success is to you. It's like the universe conspires to give you exactly what you need. You guys are going to love today's episode. Please, please, please share it with a friend. Go follow Rob on all of his platforms. Listen to his podcast, The Next Chapter. You will get his book when it comes out this fall. I know you will after listening to today's episode. This intro is so damn long because I am so excited about the episode. Enjoy. All right, y'all. So it's only been three minutes, but Rob and I have just been chatting. And I will tell you, I have probably been more excited for this podcast than anything selfishly for the last little while. 
because I just think so many people need to hear your message. I think people hear me say it time and time again, but I think they need a fresh voice and they need it from a man like you. And so I'm so grateful that you said yes, Rob Merchick Boyd. Welcome. Thank you. It's a hard name. I know it's not. Or get tried. There it's we go. Actually, you know, I have to tell you, our mutual friend, Chris and Lori, they have left the D. I don't have the nerve to tell them. Hopefully they're listening to this podcast. They have left the D off my name for 20 years now. So every time they introduce me, wherever I am, whether it's a stage, a podcast, in person, I just want to say Murgatroyd. So maybe you can tell them. I love it. That's so funny. So, you know, I go by B Christina online because my last name is actually liqueur and it is extremely hard. So I just go by B Christina. It's just so much easier. People knew me. Oh, they're like, Oh, you mean the golfer, like the former golfer girl. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I just don't use my last name. It's way too fucking hard. <laughs> it's a, it's a great name. I mean, like if I was like a Betty page pinup girl, I'd love, you know, the diaries of Christina liqueur. I love it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Okay, Rob, I could totally give everyone the backstory on you, but for those who don't know you, obviously you and I, we were talking before we hit record, we are kind of, you know, six degrees of separation from a few people that most people who listen to this podcast would probably know, like a Kristen Laurie, a Mike and Kara, an Andy and Amy. There's just so many people that we are kind of connected with. But one of the reasons why I've heard your name forever and I just didn't really know much about you. You know, I, I'm kind of not really into the LA scene, which now I know that you're not. And when I heard you on Mike's podcast, Mike Ayala's podcast, Investing for Freedom, I immediately reached out to my quickest connection. And I was like, can someone please connect me with this human? Because I think what you're doing is literally one of the most powerful things in the world. So if you wouldn't mind, take people back to how you got to where you are today, which I think is living truly like the definition of success. But I'd love for you to introduce yourself to my audience. Yeah, sure. Again, my name's Rob Murgatroyd, <laughs> and uh, I was a uh, chiropractor for 25 years. And I hit a point, I think, like a lot of people do who are in a career for a long time, where you start getting a little restless, a little bored, a little like this is not what it was originally when I first started doing it. And, you know, probably for the better part of the last 10 years of being a chiropractor, and I, I stopped that maybe three years ago, um, if one more person said their neck or back hurts, I was going to shoot myself. I couldn't take another a, another minute. And I had this fantasy while I was in um, dissatisfaction and unrest in my career of living in Southern California. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're old enough to remember the old Sunkiss commercials of like the girls on the beach and the guys surfing. And I just, whenever I would fantasize in my practice when I was bored, I just thought that that was the answer. You know, if I just move out to LA, my life is going to be great. So, you know, one day I came home and I was working until probably seven o'clock at night and I was just bitching and complaining about it. And my wife was like, I, I just, I can't listen to you anymore. You're killing me. Like your life is not meant, I don't care how much money you're making doing this. This is sucking the soul out of you. And we, we've got to do something else. So she went out to yoga the next morning and she came back and she looked at me. I'll never forget it. And she said, we're done. And I said, we're done. She said, no, 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 we're, we're done. This I'm not, we're not doing this chiropractic thing anymore. I don't care if we have to live in a box. I don't care what we have to do. It's over. And 
I had to figure out, we had to figure out like, okay, well, how do I sell this practice? Because, you know, it sounds like if you've got a practice and you've been doing it for 25 years and it's worth, let's say a million bucks, it should be easy to sell. But the reality is that if you're, I am the business. So once I leave, 70% of the patients leave. If you get a new doc at a school, they don't have any money, they can't afford it. And if you get a doc who's worth their salt and is good at what they do, a chiropractor who's good at what they do, they just open their own. So selling a chiropractic office is not easy. So we had to get really creative and try and figure out how to do it. Um, and we did. We wound up selling it. And she said, you know, look, I know that you want to move to Southern California. And I'm down with it. If you want to go to L.A., that's cool. We'll do it. Um, but I have one request. Can we spend three months living in Florence? It's been a dream of mine in Italy. It's been a dream of mine. I've always wanted to do it. And I said, sure. So we did. We took everything we owned. We were in Atlanta, took everything we owned. We put it into a pod and we flew out to Florence and we spent three months and it was a soul changing three months. It was, I fell deeper in love with my wife. Um, we were more particularly me, more relaxed and happy than I was in practice. Um, you know, looking back on it now, I didn't realize the conflict that I was in, but I remember right around maybe the end of the the 90 days where, you know, you can only do 90 days abroad before they, you know, they kick you out. And I remember um, reaching out to a lawyer here in Florence, asking him, you know, if I wanted to stay, how could I do that? And, but at the same time, I was also looking at real estate in Southern California. So it was very, very conflicted. And 90 days are up. We fly back to LA and I immediately like went right back into work mode. And it was, it was all about trying to grow my business, work, be as successful as I could. And I was in a world where I just always felt like I was behind. Everybody just had a bigger house, a nicer car. Um, and there was this sort of like level up mentality. It was, you know, when is enough enough? It's never enough. We just keep pushing and the car just keeps getting more expensive. And, you know, if you set a goal to make a hundred thousand, then you reset it to make 300, you make 300, you reset it to make 900. And I just was playing this game for so long. And I went into coaching and I started booking myself on Zooms, back-to-back -back Zooms. And I remember I came out of one of my um, Zooms and my wife looked at me and she said, you know what? I like you better in Italy. And I was like, what's that supposed to mean? She's like, I don't know. You were just lighter, easier. You didn't complain. You weren't stressed. You weren't so focused on money. You were focused on living. Um, how do we, how do we get you back there? And that began a conversation of, I'll stop there so you can jump in here, but that became a, a conversation of um, how do we, how do I get back to Italy? Yeah. There's just so many questions that I have, and I know I want this to kind of really resonate with my audience. Obviously this is 
podcast is all about decisions, making a decision to decide it's your turn. And clearly um, you made a decision to leave the chiropractic world and you thought you were going to go make a decision to live in California, which everyone would immediately think that like, yeah, that's the greatest decision ever. But how in the world does a person who has had, because I know that this is what everyone's thinking. I know for in particular, everyone's thought process goes to easy for you to say you had a successful business. You were, you know, 50 years old when you did it or close to that when you, when you did it easy for you to say, and you can do it at that point in time. The thing that I just am so passionate about is that at any moment in time, anyone can decide to do this. Like you could decided to sell your practice at 30. You could have decided to sell your practice at 50. Like it is just truly about making a decision. So how do you tell someone that, okay, easy for you to do? How would you encourage someone to do that at 30 years old? If they know that they're literally probably going to, you know, I, I'm not saying you would have lost your marriage, but from speaking from my personal experience, I know that I had to make a decision at 29 years old, or I was going to definitely lose my marriage, probably lose a lot of things because I had to make a decision that was like one of the hardest decisions in order to find true happiness. You know, I think, I think uh, I'm going to back into that answer. I think that, um, Whenever we're living in alignment with our highest values, I think that's when we're the most happy. And when we're not living in alignment with our highest values, that's when we're not so happy. And you have to have the self-awareness, I think, to know whether or not you are or you aren't, and are you bullshitting yourself? And I remember, this was a pivotal moment for me. I went out to dinner with, uh, with Chris Harder in LA, and we were in you know bougie Beverly Hills, and everybody's sitting, sitting around the table. It was the end of the year and everybody's talking about what their goals are. And, you know, I got one friend that's like, I want to make, you know, X million. And Chris is, you know, Chris wants to like, you know, buy Mars, you know, like everybody has these big goals and they came to me and they said, well, what's your goal for next year? And I said, I want to make $2 million. And Chris looked at me and he goes, 2 million. And I said, yeah, 2 million. And he goes, why? And I said, because it sounds like a lot of money. And he said, that's not a good answer. And I said, what do you mean? He said, tomorrow, let's do a Zoom. So I sat down with him and we went through a dream life budget. In other words, what would my dream life cost? Which means you have to know what your dream life is. So we sat down and it was, I'd be living in Florence. I would be, I'd have a villa in the hills of Tuscany. I would have a Tesla. I would, and I just kept going and going and going. And so we came up with this dream. It was like two numbers. It was the, this is what I absolutely have to have. You know, the, the like shit the bed number. Like if I don't have this, I'm in trouble. And then the dream number of, well, if I could, you know, go out to dinner every week and spend a thousand dollars a week and take, you know, summers off in Saint-Tropez and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we came up with those two numbers. And then I looked and I said, okay, it's actually, it's actually not as much money as I thought. And then I looked at living in Italy and I realized that compared to LA, you know, the average shitty dinner in LA, you know, for crappy Mexican food was 200 bucks with a couple of margaritas. But here it's like, you know, five-star Italian bottle of wine, you know, from appetizer to dessert is like 60 bucks. 
So everything was like so much cheaper. So the number that I set in LA was way cheaper to live here. So I went, okay, this is our dream life number. If I wanted to backcast this and come up with what I need to do to generate that income, because listen, at the end of the day, anybody who's listening, whether I'm 50 years old, 40 years old, or 70 years old, you're never going to have, I mean, you could, but it's unlikely that you're going to have so much money that it's going to last you forever and ever and ever, you know, especially if you want to live a long, healthy life and do lots of things. So it's really the income. How much income are you generating? Like, that's what matters. So- you know, when people say to me, yeah, but you were a chiropractor, you did it till 50. So what? I can run out of that money in two years, five years, whatever, depending on how much I spend it. How do I replace that number? So we sat down and we, we crafted it. Now, here's the interesting thing. Once you come up with that number and you hit it, which I did, guess what I wanted to do as soon as I hit it? I wanted to triple it again. And so it became this game of saying, okay, when is enough enough? And so I came up with this definition that enough is enough when the bandwidth that you have, when work is eroding the bandwidth that you have to get to the things you want to get to in life. In other words, you're just working so much that you keep saying, I'll get to this thing. I'll do this thing. I'll spend time with the wife. I'll take the trip. I'll take the summers off. And so I looked at it and I started like reverse engineering everything. And I said, okay, well, what do I really want? I don't want to work the month of December. I don't want to work over the summer. We're getting ready next week to go to Greece um, for the summer. I don't want to work when I'm there. Um, I want to spend my time writing. I'm at a stage in my life now where I really enjoy writing and I want to start writing some books. So I'm, I'm writing a book, ironically, called I Like You Better in Italy. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and there are certain things that I want to do once I figured out what that dream life number was, and I was able to find a way to generate it, then I had to look and say, okay, am I just going to keep tripling it? Am I just going to keep adding one more project, one more thing? Or am I going to now start digging into other non-related, non-work related parts of my life? Am I going to learn about wine? Am I going to learn about cooking? Am I going to learn about art? Am I going to spend the afternoons in the museums here in Florence? What am I going to do? And I've realized that as an entrepreneur, I was so freaking obsessed with work that I was very one-dimensional. And I did not, you know, I did things, but not enough. Like it was all work. And, you know, we can get into this if you want, but putting myself into Italy was what I needed because they don't give a fuck they just don't care la dolce vita is real um it's starting in next two weeks three weeks they will start hanging signs in all their stores and it says ferragusto ferragusto means august 15th and that means we're closed they will leave for the month of august everywhere just they in the peak of summer season they will shut the restaurants shut the businesses down to go live their life they value life over work. And being in that environment has changed me. It's made me look at things very differently. But I'll tell you, I'm an American and I can very easily get triggered. I remember Chris and Lori were here in Sicily and we were having dinner. They, we, they came for a party 
and they were having dinner and somebody, uh, we were all having dinner and we're a bunch of podcasters. So everybody's asking each other questions, you know? And so one of them uh, said to me, why don't you play bigger? And I remember going, they're right. I need to play bigger. I'm not playing big enough. And then I woke up, it was the first time that the pattern was interrupted. I woke up the next morning. I was like, fuck you. I am playing bigger. I moved my whole family from LA for a better life to step into things that matter to me. And it was like, it was like when LA came to Italy, it triggered me. But then, but, but it was enough, I had been here enough to realize and catch it. And so now I won't get tripped up again. Okay. So I think the very first thing that you said, which I think is probably the most important thing is the clarity. I always say like most people have no clue on what they actually want. They think they want this. They think they want that. And I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't like susceptible to this many years ago. And I mean, I still have like those like little moments of like, is this enough? Is this enough? But like, once you are crystal clear on what it is that you actually want out of life and who you actually are, oh my God, everything changes. And I think that's what you said. Like you had to get clear on like, most people I think are almost afraid to get clear because like there's a part of them. And I think maybe the ego and like, this is, you know, something that I'm just a big proponent of, but I think a lot of people let their ego get in the way because you thought it was going to take $2 million when really maybe it only takes $200,000 for you to live this unbelievable life. But a lot of people are afraid to say that. And especially the crowd that you were hanging out in LA with, where 20 million doesn't feel like enough. And oh my God, exactly what you said about, you know, the next car, you can have the Range Rover, but then it has to be the wrapped Range Rover. Then it has to be the souped up Range Rover. I mean, the, it is literally never ending unless you're clear on what actually makes you happy. You know, I had this conversation with Chris recently, and when we were in Sicily, we were talking about it, and he was he was asking me a lot of questions. He's a curious guy, you know, he was asking me a lot of questions about this. And I said, you know, man, it, it starts exactly like you said. It, it starts with, you know, one car, and then before you know it, it's a Rolls Royce. And then he goes, dude, all my friends have planes now. I go, exactly. So, like, so now you have to look and go, okay, do I want a plane? Well, it sounds fun, right? I got a plane. Here's the real question that I now process things through. Do I want to do the work to make the money to get the plane? Because if I do, there's only so much bandwidth you have in life. There's only so much time that you have in the day. You can either spend that time trying to generate more and more and more and more and more income, or you can go the other way. And you can say, look, there's a word in Italian, basta, it's enough. Like basta the pasta, right? Enough. I got it. If you can hit a point where you go, enough is enough. I have crafted a life that I love. Maybe down the road, I'll add something more, something less. I don't want to be a slave to it anymore. I don't want to be a slave to the mortgage. I don't want to be a slave to the cars. I don't want to be a slave to some vision of something just to keep up with the Joneses, just so I look cool. I don't care anymore. What I care about is carving out the things that mean something to me, that are fulfilling to me, and then spending the life enjoying it. So, you know, I think people give a lot of consideration 
to what they want to do with their life, perhaps, but they don't think a lot about where they want to do it. And I think where you do something absolutely affects you. I'm a different guy in Italy than I was in LA, for sure. Because the environment, you know, we've all heard you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Well, you know, when I, I have friends here in Italy that I've been friends with for two years now that we're here, I don't know what they do. Because they never brought it up. They don't talk about work ever. I asked one guy this question. I was like, why don't you, why don't, I don't even know what you do. He said, why, well, why would that be important? I said, it's not that it's important. I just don't understand why I don't know. He said, because when we get together, we're getting together to get away from work. We're getting together to blow off steam. We're getting together to laugh, to celebrate life, to talk about food. I don't want to talk about investing or money at dinner. And I got to tell you, if that's been your default for years, it's hard to undo. It's hard. I mean, notice the next time you go out to dinner and force yourself to not have a conversation around business. It's tough. Especially for guys. Especially for guys, especially for men. I feel like that that is it. Like, you know, I work with both men and women and I'll say that like for the guys, women's worth comes from a lot of the times, like how they look and, you know, who they're married to their relationships, all the things. But for guys, it's always like, what do you do and how much money do you make? And for sure. I use the example all the time with my clients, my girlfriend, one time we were going to Vegas and she's like, what are you wearing? And I said, here's the thing with Vegas. No matter how bad you look or no matter how good you look, you're never going to be the ugliest and you're never going to be the hottest. So do what makes you happy. And that's kind of like the way that I try to like live my life. I am never going to get it right all the time, but I just feel like I just have to try to live my happiest life. I was very unhappy for 29 years. So my only goal now is just to try to be as literally in alignment as possible Hey y'all, it's Christina. If you've listened to this podcast a while, you've probably heard me talk about my clients. And the reason for that is I'm obsessed with them and they're obsessed with their results. Having been a one-on-one coach for over five and a half years and being voted the top confidence coach in 2020, I can firmly tell you there is not a faster way to success than having someone hold you consistent, confident, and give you the clarity you need to achieve your personal and professional goals. In 2023, I am doing something that no one else in the coaching industry does, and that's allowing you to have me as your one-on-one coach for less than $300 a month. So if you've ever thought about one-on-one coaching and didn't think it was possible for you, I would encourage you to text me the word COACH to 501-222-3362, and I can tell you what it would look like to have you and I together in a one-on-one coaching capacity for the next year to make sure you are deciding it is your turn to hit the goals that you have decided for in 2023. Again, text me the word coach to 501-222-3362. You can send me a message on Instagram at bchristina or check the show notes for more details. I look forward to hearing from you. How does a guy get to the point that they're able to eat? Like you, you talk about going to Italy a lot. of people are not probably going to get to the place that they are going to sell their practice and move their family to Italy. Is it possible outside of that? I heard you on that other podcast say that like, you think if you were being put back in LA, you'd probably revert back to 
a lot of your old habits and thought patterns and who you hung around with and that, you know, million would go to 5 million. How do you do it? Yeah. You know, I think again, it falls into know thyself, right? Like know what it is that you need. And I know me and I know that if I was in, I was in that environment, I would get triggered again. Now, perhaps if I was here long enough that it just, you know, it, 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 the Italy wouldn't rub off on me when I went to LA, LA, I don't know, but know thyself. Before I answer that question, I want to, I think something, there's a piece here that I want to highlight that you mentioned. Please. And there's something that my wife and I have had as a mantra, and that's clarity precedes momentum. Clarity precedes momentum. So if you want to have any momentum, in anything you want in life, you got to know what it is. You got to be clear on what that is. So I remember when we were thinking about making this move back to Italy and I woke up in the morning and, uh, you know, I'm a big visualizer. I'm, I'm like good at, I feel like a, like a, what do they call them? Like a psychic. Like I'm good at seeing the, reading the tea leaves and seeing the I future, you know, you know, I really am. And so I sat there and I like, I closed my eyes and I was like, I see myself walking on the cobblestone streets, you know, and like, that's like, that's what I had. Like, that was kind of it. Then the next morning I woke up and I was like, I see, I, I see myself walking onto my terrace that overlooks the city of Florence with sweeping views of the city, which is what we came there for, something like that. And these amorphous blobs, these visions that were just downloads that were coming to me, I started to capture. And I would reread it every morning and I would make small changes. You know, it's like, um, you know, is it yellow or is it canary? Do you know what I mean? Like the words mattered to me because they, they were evocative of certain images, you know? And before long, I had this narrative that I read to myself of exactly what I wanted the life to look like. I mean, down to everything. And have you ever seen a, um, have you ever seen on social media, the terrace that we have? I just started following you. So yes, your wife posted okay. a photo. Of okay. A, um, okay. So that terrace, it was literally, if I read it to you, you'd be like, there's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you absolutely wouldn't believe me because you'd be like, well, you got the terrace and then wrote it. So, okay. For whatever it is for the person listening that has a vision for something different in their life, my vision happened to include getting clear on how much income I needed to live the life. So first it was crafting the vision. And then second was how do I pay for the vision? So I don't think you have to come to Italy for sure to do this. But I do think to your point that you've got to get clear on what that is and there's a lot of shit that we have in our head about what we think we can do, what we, the beliefs that we have about what's possible. And that's why the work that you do as a coach is so important because you need somebody to say, mm, I'm not so sure about that. You're making a presupposition that what you're saying here is accurate but it might not be. And so sometimes we tell ourselves these stories of, you know, we start arguing for our limitation, right? We start talking about like, like, but I can't have that. And then I think the other piece, and I have this with my coaching clients too, 
is I came up with this name. I don't know if it's the right name, but I call it premature practicality. And it's like the next step. They're like going, I know I want to do something else. And I have this idea of what I want to do. Like, for example, when I left chiropractic, I could have moved into being a chiropractic consultant, you know, or a chiropractic coach for new chiropractors. And that would have been like a logical step. You know, I was a chiropractor for 25 years. I was successful. I can do that. Except I didn't fucking want to do it. So it was like this premature practicality. And so I always ask my coaching clients, like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, like, where are you with what you're doing right now? You know, this vision that you want. And they'll be like, oh, it's like an eight or a nine. Okay, well, if it was like 101, what would it be? And it's like that 90 to 100, it's that piece that they hold back that they don't believe they can do. And if you can get that, that last thing out of you, where And so now I say to them, I know you can't have it. I know you, you'll never get it. And I know it's not going to work and it's going to be awful. But if you could, what would that look like? Do you, you know, know what's I mean? so funny? Literally, as you were talking, right when you were talking, I had written down, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you will see, I literally wrote down, Rob, let's ask him, work on yourself first. Because the one thing that you have done is you have done so much mindset work and so much self-development work and so much belief work on yourself before you were able to get to the spot. Because I know how much belief in yourself and how much reprogramming it has to happen in order for Rob to get to the spot that he has done today. Just like you brought it up with your clients. That is 100% the truth. I literally wrote it down to ask you that next question because I feel like that's a step that we skipped is the fact that in order for Rob to have gotten so clear and had the belief that he knew that he knew that he knew that he knew it was going to work, he has done, I'm sure, like 20 years of self-development yourself. I mean, that's the only way I'm able to do the same thing. And it's so funny. I use the magic wand technique. I was like, let's just magic wand this situation. If this was a magic wand and you never had to worry about finances, you never had to worry about what anyone had to think, what would you be doing every fucking day of your life? And that's when you get the real clarity. But that most people can't even get to that step without some support, in my personal opinion, unless they have done so much work on themselves outside of it, because they don't even let themselves get to the fact that like living on living in Florence with this patio would even be something that could even be considered. Yeah, I think so. And I think there's another piece here. And the other piece is you can get like, like once you once you're willing to establish the belief of what you want and you've done you know all the mental gymnastics and you know you've journaled you've meditated you know you listened to Joe Dispenza you did the cold plunge you went keto like you you know you did everything if you're not really honest with yourself where you're looking at what you really really want to be doing like, what do you really value? Like, you can get really clear. Like, this is this was the piece that I was in. This is it right here. I had done all this work and I had the belief, but I wasn't honest with myself about what I wanted. So I believed I could get it. I, 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 I'm, I'm a step ahead of other people there. I believed I could do it. But what I was doing was I was pushing up against this like, I got to get the car. I got to get the house. I got to get the millions because I had crafted something. And it wasn't until like I sat down and I went, 
Do I give a shit about the car? Do I really want a $3 million McMansion? Do I really need to be three more blocks closer to the beach in LA than I am right now? Like, do I need, do I want this? Is it that important that I am willing to flip everything upside down in my life for? And once I sat down and started going like, what do I care about? Travel, that's a big one. Writing, that's a big one. My family, that's a big one. And I got really clear on my values. Once I started living in alignment with my values, it got really easy because I was willing to knock through walls in a good way because I was super clear about what I really wanted. And only you know what you really want and how much of an ego play you've got in, you know, feeling, you know, there's, there's so much conversation about like things like imposter syndrome and stuff like that, right? We're so careful about the way we look in front of somebody else. And it always feels like somebody on Instagram is just doing so much better than me. They're thinner, they're richer, they're younger. Oh, every time, I mean, I don't want to put it up anymore. You know what I mean? So figuring out what is that thing that makes you come alive. I think it's really important. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this, this is crazy. Like, this is a little off subject, but I think it's interesting. So have you played with TikTok at all? No, unfortunately. I'm the, probably the only person on the planet, but I literally feel like Instagram's kind of like where I hang out the most. It works. No, it's me. good. It, it's, I it's don't good. give a fuck about what you don't care. Doing. <laughs> you don't care. So I just decided, like I was, I was trying to promote, uh, I don't know what it was, a mastermind or a, yeah. a coaching or something. And so I started, you know, posting on TikTok. And, you know, 100 people watched it, 200 people watch it and three likes and, you know, blah, 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 nothing, nothing to write home about, whatever. And then I just, about three weeks ago, I was like, fuck it. You know what I'm going to do? I have these crazy stories of what it's like as an American moving to Italy. I'm just going to start talking about them. I woke up the next morning. I'm telling you, I have a million views in two weeks on videos. Yeah. 18,000 likes, 1,200 comments. And I looked and I went, okay, got it. Because I give a shit about this. I care about this. I'm having fun. And I don't care if it works or it doesn't work. I'm just enjoying it. Well, of course, it blows up, right? So now I'm getting brand deals from like Italian companies. They want me to like represent their socks. You know what I mean? It's like these weird, crazy things. So I guess all of this to say, stop looking at everybody else and seeing what they're doing and look inside and say, what would fucking light me up? Like, what would I love, 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 love to do? What would be so much fun to do? And start playing with that. And then before you know it, you'll craft a life and the universe will conspire in your favor. It just will. As long as it knows you're not full of shit. Exactly. Oh my gosh. A a woman who I had on the podcast, uh, probably about three or four months ago at the beginning of the year she's huge into reality television like she's fucking obsessed with it she lives in LA she used to be I don't know like a I don't know if it was a producer or whatever but she's like I'm just gonna do this podcast just for myself no one's gonna listen to it all I'm gonna do is come and review last night's Bravo episodes 
I'm talking, the bitch has blown up so heavy and she is obsessed with it. And I was like, loves it. she loves it. She's obsessed with it. It's why she does it. I mean, it, it's so true. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I wouldn't give anything in the world. I, I call it my old man money games. I play golf once or twice a week with my old men. And I'm telling you, I have more fun and there's not a dollar on the planet. And I always think, you know, I'm sure you know who Jesse Itzler is, but he talks about he talks about like how many days left he has with his kids. I always think about how many, like it makes me emotional every time I say it, but how many rounds of golf I have left with my 60, 70, 80 year old buddies playing golf. Like when you are so in alignment with what you're supposed to do, the universe so supports you. Like I am fucking obsessed with like what I get to do. I only have 38 clients. I get to talk to amazing people who are sitting in Italy that makes my soul on fire. Like there is so much possibility out there, you guys, if you just are so clear on what it is that you want to do and you just take action and decide it's for you. It's amazing what happens. And Rob is just living proof. I know that there's something you want to say. Go ahead. Well, you got you, you better. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of these old guys with this young, hot girl in front of me right now. You're going to give them a heart attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the thing is, they fucking know I'm one of them. I trash talk the whole time. I'm so competitive. I'd rather lose my arm than anything. And they're all best buddies with my husband. My husband's like, how was golf today? I was like, it was fucking amazing. When are you going to decide to do something besides work 24 hours a day, seven days a week? It's great. You know, you, you're like, hey, honey, you know, Morty is starting to look attractive to me right now. Exactly. Except for, you know, we went to Vegas for my one of my best buddies, 75th birthdays and my husband's 49th birthday. I was the youngest one there by ever. And I love playing golf with them because I feel amazing as a how old am I? 40 years old. As a 40 year old woman, I feel fucking amazing when I play with the 75 year old crowd. I am. I'm hot shit that day. I bet. I bet. You know, I, you use the magic wand thing, right? And I heard something just yesterday and it was, um, Tim Ferriss was on Andrew Huberman's podcast and it's really good. And, um, he said, you know, a lot of people say, you know, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail, right? Which is sort of a version of the magic wand thing. And he said, what would you do if it didn't work? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And he explained it. So you love golf. Like you love it. You love playing with now. these guys, do you now. do, well, right, but not that then you didn't now you do, right? Yeah. You love what you let's say coaching. You love what you're doing with coaching, right? My suspicion is that even if it didn't work, you would still get excited about helping people, right? I do it for so, real. Like I'll talk to some random fucking person at the golf course <laughs> who has no idea what I fucking do. I'm like, exactly. I can help you. <laughs> you're like, I'll tell you what your problem is right Here's now. Here's what we've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> so like this thing I was just telling you about with TikTok, you know, doing these stories, like if it didn't work, I would still do it because I'm having fun doing it. Your friend doing the Bravo thing. If it didn't work, chances are she'd still do it because she's having a good time. And if 10 people listen to it, she wouldn't care. The irony is that it's those things that you would do if they didn't work are the ones that actually blow up. Oh, a hundred percent. There's no question about it. Right. I, I know I want to value your time here. We only have a few more minutes. One thing I wanted to ask you that I've had written down from the beginning was you used to hang out in this LA crowd. You used to hang yeah. out with all of these, you know, people who are extremely 
financially successful. Yep. How is it going now in your friendships in the fact that like, I am sure there has been a few of them who have called you like on the DL and said, how the fuck do I do this? And I'm not asking for them. And I'm asking for my audience and people that I know and love. How do you help those people just decide to do the thing that they know they want to do, but they're scared to death to do it? Like, I think exactly what you said at that dinner is like, how dare you tell me I'm not playing big enough? Because in my personal opinion, I think you're playing bigger than anyone else because you're being true to yourself. I I, I believe that to my core. Thank so I'm you. sure there's been a few people that have been like, dude, I can't say this out loud, but how the fuck do I do what you did? More, more, more than a few. Oh, I guarantee it. More than a few. And I'll tell you, it's not easy. And here's why. Because the money is heroin. Correct. It's an, it it's an addiction. It's like, you know, I'm taking my finger and I'm putting it inside like a fish getting hooked, you know, in my mouth. Um, it, you're, it's, you're literally hooked to this thing. And everything you've built, the house, the cars, the status, everything is predicated on how much you make from 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 where your kids go to school to country clubs that you have to the car that you drive the vacations that you take the clothes that you wear everything you put forth into the world so being willing to say fuck it is not easy and generally what happens and i've had a few do this that I've wor either worked with as a client or just as a friend. And it's them just getting really clear on what it is that they want and be willing to say, I don't care anymore. I, I What I care about is what makes me and my spouse and my kids, whatever, happy. And I, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to step into that. But, you know, when you've got a Ferrari in the driveway in the Hollywood Hills, or in Beverly Hills, and you decide that you're no longer want to do that level of work to produce that income, and you've got to go backwards, you have to replace it with something that feels more exciting to you. Because I promise you, I've had I've had the Porsche, the BMW, the Mercedes, I've had them all. And after two weeks, you don't give a shit about them anymore. I've had the 10,000 square foot house. After a couple of years, you don't care about that either. And if you create a life that feels so exciting to you, so the answer to the question is I help them find out what's really exciting for them. I literally wrote that down. You have to replace it with something that's more exciting to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, I'll end it with this. It ends when you end it. Mm -hmm. That's when it ends where you say enough is enough. I'm done. I'm done. I want something different. I want something different and it's over. Oh, this is such a treat. I felt so selfish doing this podcast today, but I know everyone else is going to love it too. But thank you for your time. Uh, where does everyone listen to you? I know that the next chapter show is one of your new podcasts. When is your book going to be coming out? I know you have a podcast with your wife. Tell us all the things, but we'll be able to obviously link it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link it all up in the show notes. Um, you know, pretty much everything right now is on Instagram. So that's the... That's except the, for your uh, amazing million view TikTok. Except my million this, view Rob? TikTok. It's so cool. You got to, I'm telling you, go on my I'm TikTok. I'm going to go follow it right now. I've got like two followers. <laughs> You'll see a different side of me because I have a little bit of a character that I play when I do these okay. stories. 
Um, I'm having fun with it. Is it and, just your name? Yeah, Rob Murgatroyd. Okay, perfect. Um, you, watch, watch it. You'll see. And I will. Oh, my God, the comments. It's crazy. Like, thousands of comments. Like, like I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Thousands of comments. I, oh I looked. I was like, I, there's no way I can answer all of these. It's insane. So I go check like it out. Influencer. I'm bringing it up right now. Um, if you guys watch our, uh, there it is. And he wasn't lying, you guys. He was not. Look at the one. Tell me if I hit a million on that one down at the bottom there. It's like 900. It's like there's one that's like 997, 8, 9,000. I'm almost hitting a million on that one. Oh my God, it's crazy. You guys, here it is right here. Here he is. <laughs> go watch it. You'll laugh. It's go funny. Go watch it. Go check it out. Go follow him. I'm going to follow it because I like literally have two followers on here. I fucking hate TikTok, but I'll follow you just because follow it. You'll have fun. I actually know how to follow anyone else on, on TikTok. You guys, please, please, please share this episode with a friend. Tag Rob. I know you do. Obviously, you do your coaching. You have your podcast with you and your wife. And then also too, you guys do trips, right? Tell we do events, yeah. Yeah, we do uh, three events a year. We have a uh, a big uh, mastermind that we do. It's a platinum event. We just got back from Provence and Saint-Tropez, which was amazing. Um, and those are for super high-end entrepreneurs that just really want to blow off some steam and do some crazy stuff. Like I landed a helicopter in a vineyard and surprised them and took them to Saint-Tropez. Like oh, it's cool. like over the top, crazy shit. Um, and then I have two events um, that we do locally here in Florence for people that just follow us and they're, they want to learn more about, you know, Italy and they want to go try wine and olive oil in the country and come into the city and go to the museums. And so we have a five day uh, experience. We do that twice a year. Um, we're writing a series of guidebooks um, that uh, is all about uh, Italy. Um, we one for each location. We've got uh, the new book I'm writing, I Like You Better in Italy, which should be out probably in three, four months, something like that. And uh, a couple other surprises. So I'm, I'm, I'm busy doing shit I love. Ah, ending it on a gem. Thank you guys so much. Please, please, please share this episode. Go follow Rob. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.